0: About the vessel, and um I'm sure we all have our different um meanings for vessels. And I'm gonna start with this question what is a vessel who is ready to help us? What's a vessel? Any hand? What's a vessel? Don't worry, I'm sure we'll be fine with any definition. God will breathe upon every definition this night in Jesus' name. Amen. What's the verse? Who's going to help us? Is there any hand? Okay, there's a hand here. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: I just want to try. (laughs) Can you... (laughs) A vessel is someone who avails himself or herself to be used for God's glory. Amen. Thank
0: you. So I said God will breathe upon every definition. Thank you very much. Okay, now he has gone a step further. When I checked up the dictionary, I actually discovered that there are three um, different meanings for um, a vessel, you know. And I would like us to have, can we have the graphic on um, what a vessel is literally? Thank you for that definition. You've taken us a step further. Okay, this is a type of vessel, right? And uh, and I'm sure we all have these kinds of vessels in our homes, not for cooking, but possibly for decorations. You know, um, hanging out in one corner of the house, or they look like what you would use for a potted plant. Okay, can we move on? So, this is a type of vessel. Okay, and then this ship that you can see here is also referred to as a vessel because it's used to carry things from one part of the world to the other or from one part of the country to the other. And another definition of a vessel I came across blood vessels. They carry blood from and to different parts of the body. Praise the Lord. So these are vessels. But one thing is common to all these vessels. They are not for decoration. They are useful. And they are used to move things from one place to the other. But the vessel I want us, the type of vessel I want us to focus on today would be the very first graphic. Can we have that please? Yes, that's the kind of vessel that I want us to, to focus on today. And the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Amen. So that's a vessel. So we all know what a vessel is, and we can use this vessel for different things. We can use it for storage, we can use it for decoration. You know, in the olden days, they used to use clay pots to cook and do all sorts of things. And um, I'm going to start with a story of something that happened to me. I remember in 2010. When we had to move, we had to relocate to Indonesia, and then, of course, back in T.O.D., I was committed to the children's church. I was committed to um, the women's ministry, and it was at that point that the, we, we had just subdivided the women's ministry into different subgroups, and they were just kicking off. And so, but then it was time to to move, you know. the um, transfer came my husband's job were transferred and so when i got to um indonesia i was like wow thank god i think i just want to have a break from ministry and so i think for for just a little while i just want to enjoy you know coming to church on sunday sit back good preaching good sermon clap for the preacher go back home and we were doing that i was doing that for a while. Then I met this lady. The first time we went to church, a white South African, and she came to meet me, gave me a slip of paper and said, I am, I'm just seeing you for the very first time. If you need my help during the week in settling down, you can give me a call. And of course, I didn't call her. Later, she started sending me SMS saying, oh, the women's group will be meeting for a Bible study. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. I was like, this woman does not even know that. I want to take a break for a little while. So, and but, but she never gave up. And I'm thankful. But then I didn't even know that she was part of the church leadership. She was handling the outreach arm um, of the church that 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 particular arm were the ones you know bringing in missionaries. But nobody could come into Indonesia as a missionary. They wouldn't even give you a visa. But the church could say they were the ones bringing you in to come and work for them. So the church was sponsoring missionaries into Indonesia. And she was handling it. So she was the one overseeing them. There were quite a number of missionaries, you know, that they would have to sometimes visit, sometimes send money to, sometimes figure out what is going on in their lives, what the next step would be. And then eventually, and um, after, okay, I've, I've jumped the story. I was still in disobedience anyway. So I was still enjoying going to church on Sundays and then coming back. Then a few weeks later, I fell sick. I had malaria. I had fever. I was wondering what was going on. It ended up being chicken pox. So I was like, chicken pox of all things. And I was thinking, but I think I'd had this chicken pox before. But you know, I couldn't really remember. And because we hadn't really settled down, they put us in a small flat with um, three rooms. You know, it was part of a hotel and we were still looking for a house. So I'm I'm explaining this so that you will know that it's, it's a small space. So, and it wasn't possible for them to quarantine me. You know, I was coming, you know, face to face with the children, with my husband. And believe you me, this chickenpox was just on me alone. My children had never had chicken pox in their lives and I was worried that they were going to have the chicken pox and none of them had the chicken pox. My husband did not have the chicken pox. So I said, ah, God, what's the meaning of this chicken pox? I hardly fall sick and, and you know what the Holy Spirit told me? And he explained to me that there are so many vessels in the house. So many vessels. A vessel that a master uses consistently is being washed, is being cleansed, is being cleaned, But a vessel that has decided I want to be a decoration. Of course, will be covered with dust. And the Holy Spirit told me, that is dust. That chicken pox is dust. When you decide to get up and be of use in my house, then the chicken pox would go. And you would have none of it anymore. (laughs) So that was when I I repented. I said, God, I am very, very sorry. And, you know, the next thing was, when is the next woman Bible study? I sent an SMS to the lady. She was very excited to hear from me. So when I got close to her, then I realized that, okay, the children's outreach ministry, um, the, the person who was coordinating it had just left the country and there was a vacancy for that place. And so she, you know, cajoled me and I prayed about it and I felt led into, you know, handling the children's, um, being the coordinator for the children's outreach ministry. We, we helped with orphanages, we helped with children on the streets, you know, homeless children. And, um, and I thank God that um, I stopped being a vessel for decoration. Amen. So I want to encourage everyone in the house today that um, by the end of our um, thrive today, we are not going to be vessels for decoration, but we're going to be vessels of gold in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's read 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 14 to 23. of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, I strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word we eat as doth a canker, of whom is hymenus and philetus, Who consigning the truth I've heard, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. This is actually one of my um, most favorite scriptures. The foundation of the Lord standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His, And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this, it shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart." But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they they do gender strifes. Okay, praise the Lord. Yes, and we're gonna read the MSG version. It says, Repeat these basic essentials over and over to God's people. Want them before God against pious nitpicking, which chips away at the faith. It just wears everyone out. Concentrate on doing your best for God. Walk, you won't be uh, doing your best for God. Walk, you won't be ashamed of. Laying out the truth, plain and simple. Stay clear of pious talk that is only talk. Words that are not mere words, you know. If they are not backed by a godly life, they accumulate as poison in the soul. Another version says, as cancer to the body. Hymenos and Philitos are examples throwing believers off stride and missing the truth by a mile by saying the resurrection is over and done with meanwhile God's firm foundation is as firm as ever this sentence is engraved on the stones God knows who belongs to him spawn evil all you who name God as God in a well-furnished kitchen They are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Some containers used to serve fine meals, others to take out the garbage. Become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. Run away from infantile indulgence, run after mature righteousness, faith, love, peace, Joining those who are in honest and serious prayer before God. Refuse to get involved in in any discussions. They always end up in fights. Praise the Lord. Okay, so here it says in a great house, in a large house. And I, I believe that the house that the Bible is talking about here is a church of God. And the truth is no matter how big the church of God is. No matter how large his house is, God actually knows those that are his. And he knows those vessels which are um, honorable and those ones which are dishonorable. Amen. And um, like we all have in our um, various houses, we have some cups, you know, that are, you know, just special. Or some dishes that are just special. You know, when you have that special guest, that's when those beautiful you know, dishes, you know, come out to be used in serving the guests. Like, um, in my house, we have two or three cups. We call daddy's cup and nobody dares lay hands on daddy's cup. And a house help who comes to the house is specially told this is daddy's cup. You can't use this cup anyhow. Anyway, my husband is protesting. It's a plastic cup, actually, but it's very big. Because when he drinks his water, he likes to take a lot of water. But, you know, it's really, really nice, but really, really big cup. So everybody knows. The children know. I know. So, bottom line is we have Daddy's cup. Amen. Praise the Lord. And nobody can touch Daddy's cup anyhow. It is specially washed, specially kept, and specially. Preserved, Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So we have, (laughs) Hallelujah. So we have, we have so many types of verses in the house, but in the house of God, there are only two types of verses, and those are verses. So we're filling the gap now. Those are verses unto honor in brackets, approved, and verses unto dishonor in brackets, disapproved. Amen. So, even though we have two types of vessels in the house of God, vessels unto honor and verses unto dishonor, and I trust the Lord because you're coming for Thrive, and it shows you want to go deeper, you want to know God more, you, to, you want a deeper understanding of the word of God, and I, I trust the Lord in the name of Jesus that the Lord will see us as vessels unto honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So, there are four categories. We have the silver, we have the gold, we have the wood, we have the clay. And I'm going to encourage us to um, fill in the gap as it comes. And do you know that in, in, in some countries, at least in 14 languages, they, have, they use the same word for silver and money. Silver and money. They use the same word for silver and money. So we're going to look at gold, silver, wood, and clay. We're going to look at their qualities. We're going to look at their properties. On the gold, I have beautiful and shiny. Under silver, um, silver, you can write the same thing. The wood is fragile and it breaks easily. And we know that clay is also fragile. Once it drops, it breaks easily. So God wants us to be beautiful and shiny for him always, everywhere we go. He wants us to possess our um, vessel as gold or silver. Praise the Lord. God can withstand fire. And it's the same with silver. Wood definitely cannot withstand fire. But with clay, sometimes, you know, but with continuous use, after a while, it falls apart, it breaks, and it's not useful anymore. Then um, gold appreciates in value. And silver, I don't know if silver actually appreciates in value, but I know that silver is very valuable. And wood is not too valuable, and clay is not valuable at all. In fact, God has no regard for 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 clay at all. And um I'm gonna share um a brief story on my 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 story of my life and gold. Now can we take this off please because people's attention will be focused on it. Thank you. Now I know that as women <laughs> I can say virtually all women, a lot of women are just really into gold and gold is just this something special that every woman feels every woman should have. But I'm going to be disappointing some people this night because I am not a gold person. I don't do gold. I don't like gold because sometimes when you see some women wear the gold is a lot and for me sometimes it's not intimidating but I think sometimes it looks ras Gold all over here. Gold here. Gold, gold, gold. And, um, Really, I just don't like gold. I'm not a gold person. And my friends will say, oh, you don't really know what you're missing. And I'm like, I'm not missing anything. I, what, I wear whatever I have, and I'm happy about it, you know. And I carry myself really well. <laughs> because I'm the child of the king of kings. It's not the gold that I carry that will determine my value. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, um, and then one day, one of my friends said, it's because you don't have a daughter. Then we had just any." Then, before Tani Tolua, I had two, two miscarriages. And so, five years gap between Inya and um, Tani Tolua. And I said, well, if you have a daughter, that's going to change. I said, okay, maybe. So, but when Tani Tolua came, it didn't change at all. It didn't change a bit. and But the only thing that maybe that got me maybe thinking twice about gold was the fact that one of my friends came one. she would never give up on me. She would keep saying, I will keep saying it until you start buying gold. I will keep saying it until you start buying gold. She said, you know that there was a time I was really, really broke. And what I just did was I reached out for the gold, a set of gold I bought maybe for $2,000. I was able to sell it for about $5,000 and I made a lot of money from it and I was able to do a lot of things with it. So I was like, okay, maybe for that reason alone, I can start buying gold (laughs) so gold appreciates in value it says then silver silver we already talked about that is valuable and then gold conducts heat and it conducts electricity so when um the man of god is here fully anointed all fired up you know as vessels of gold we are easy we are we are able to easily you know conduct heat you know and transfer the electricity we conduct the heat from him. When we go outside, you know, we lay hands on the sick and they get healed in the name of Jesus because um, our vessels are made of gold. They are made of silver. And wood, of course, we know doesn't, clay doesn't. And then gold is very ductile. We can go back to the table. Thank you. Gold is um, very ductile, it's malleable. You know, usually when you've lost a piece of gold, they say you can still sell that one piece or other one one pieces of gold that you have. And then they can make it again and redesign it into something else, you know. And um, God can use us. You know, today God is saying you're you are, you are in the children's ministry and God is saying, you know, maybe one or two years down the lane is saying, okay, you've done enough in children's ministry you are going to um um the ushering department and god is saying okay you probably need lessons in smiling or all the smiles are just too much everywhere you go you are just smiling it's time for you to move on to first touch praise the lord so gold is um and same as silver as well but wood is just wood it's just there you know, and clay is just there as well. Then gold is indestructible. You cannot destroy it, you know. It still, it, it still maintains that form. Even though sometimes, you know, our jewelries can break, but you can't destroy it. You know, when it goes through fire, it comes back strong. And it comes back better. It comes out more beautiful. Same as silver, genuine silver. Um, we can't say that of wood. We can't say that of clay. And then resistant to deterioration. It doesn't deteriorate over time. And it's the same with silver. What you do for silver is just you have this kind of cloth that you use, you know, to dust it off. And there it is, it's shining again. And, you know, the Bible says our inner man is being renewed. Being renewed. So because we have vessels, vessels made of gold. And we can't say the same of wood and clay. And then gold symbolizes wealth and prosperity. And it's the same thing as silver. You can't say that of wood and of clay. So with all these things, which vessel would you rather be? Gold. Praise the Lord. We would rather be vessels of gold rather than vessels of silver. Now, if we read Exodus, um, Ex- Exodus and Leviticus 8, in fact, when you see a vessel of clay, you will run away. Um, Exodus 12, 35 says, and the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses and the borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and gold. And jewels of gold and raiment. And remember pastor said this at um, one of the videos at the last time. Um, God read it again service. And we understand, um, we have a deeper understanding of that particular scripture. We thank God for that. And God is telling the Israelites that, you know, you are precious to me. I appreciate you. You know Leviticus six twenty eight says, But the even vessel, the earthen vessel wherein it is sodden shall be broken, and if it be sodden in a brazen pot, it shall be both scalded and rinsed in water. Can we have the NLT version of that, please? leviticus 628 the nlt version okay the reason why i want us to have the nlt so that we have a better understanding now this this particular scripture was referring to the sin offering in the bible when the israelites brought the sin offering and anything you know any sin offering that they used a a clay pot for you know the clay pots were supposed to be destroyed immediately afterwards, but then the Bible now went. The same verse says, "But if it is a silver vessel, if it is a silver pot, all you need to do is just wash it, and then I'm ready to use it again." Praise the Lord. First Corinthians three, eleven to fourteen. 1 Corinthians three, eleven to fourteen. That talks about. um, all our works shall be tested. Whether it is built, it is made of silver, or it is made of gold, or it is made of clay, or it is made of wood, everything is going to be tested through fire. And you know, when gold is tested through fire, what comes out is more beautiful. If you see whether it's tested through fire, it will withstand it. But if it is wood or clay, They can't withstand it if they are tested through fire. So I'm going to encourage you this night that choose to be a vessel of gold. When you choose to be a vessel of gold, you are beautiful and shining for the Lord. You remain beautiful. You remain indestructible. You remain useful and ready anytime for the master's use. No matter what the enemy tries to do, he's going to fail because he knows because whatever it is you go through as a vessel of gold, you're just going to come out stronger and more beautiful and people will see your life and see the glory of the Lord in you because you will just continue to to shine. Amen. Two examples from the Bible. Um, We have Noah and um, Pharaoh in the Bible. Noah now in the, in, the, in the positive light, when God needed a vessel, there was so much iniquity on the face of the earth, and God was going to destroy the earth. but God needed a vessel to, to, to preserve humanity on the face of the earth, and um, He found Noah useful. But it was the opposite for um, Pharaoh. Romans 917, can we have that? For the scripture said unto Pharaoh. Even for the same purpose, I have raised thee up, that I may show my power in thee. And that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. We won't read everything. You can go home and read everything. So, um, God, God always needs a vessel. God always needs a vessel. And I'm trusting the Lord that the Lord will find us useful on that day that he's looking for a vessel. You know, to be used for His glory, Amen. So we're going back to Second Timothy chapter two, verses fourteen to twenty-three, and there's a man part to it, and there's a God part to being a vessel useful for the Master. In verse twenty-one, so I want us to open to um, Second Timothy two. Yeah, we're using um, King James version, and verse twenty-one says, if a man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto one sanctified and meet for the master's use. So I'm going to ask this question. Which word signifies the man part? Which word in this particular scripture tells us as the man part? One word. Thank you. There's a hand. Hmm.
2: Thank you. Uh, The man part is, he needs to purge himself. The word is purge.
0: That signifies the man part. Okay, you got it. But I just want that word. The word is not purge. You mentioned it. Himself.
1: Himself. Okay.
0: Himself. Praise the Lord. So, so, the the truth is, um, God has given man a free will and it's not going to impose his will on us and is just so gracious. Sorry. It's so, it's just, God is just so, so gracious. And to the extent that he just allows us, you know, to choose. And he will impose himself on us. What does the word purify synonymize for you? What does the word purify synonymize? We can answer that question. What does it mean to purify? Okay, there's a hand there. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think the word purify means righteousness. The word purify. Okay. Righteousness. Another person. Okay, there's another hand here. Thank you. I'd say cleanse. Pardon? Cleanse. To cleanse, cleanse. thank you. To cleanse. To to purge you know, as women, sometimes we say we want to de- detoxify our system. So, we take um, a purgative that is going to you know, purge us and then when, when we're done taking it, we're, we're done with the detoxification, we feel better. Don't we? I don't think it's just women that do it, men, men to do it. We feel better, we feel healthier, we feel lighter. So, it's saying that as a man part and we need to Purge ourselves, we need to cleanse ourselves of anything that will not make us to be useful for the master, so we 're going to consider verses fifteen to twenty two Certain words give specific instructions with regards to being intentional about purifying and sanctifying ourselves. What are they so verse i 'm going to start with verse fourteen. It started with warning on words second corinthians chapter 13 verse 10. So, the Bible says that, okay, therefore, I write these things being absent. Let's be present that you use sharpness according to the power which the Lord has given me to edification and not to destruction. Praise the Lord. So, Paul is saying that God has given him the power and if God has given him the power through the Holy Spirit to edification and not to destruction, then we as children of the most high God who ha- also have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. We have been given that power, you know, to edification and not to destruction. The Bible says our words should minister grace you know, to whoever it is that is hearing us. You know, sometimes somebody can come to your presence and it's, it's your choice whether the person is going to live depressed or whether the person is going to live happy or whether the person is going to live encouraged or whether the person is going to live discouraged. The truth is the Bible says that we are all, we all have been made beautifully and wonderfully and I, I don't really think men have too many problems in this area. But you know, women, sometimes it's difficult for us to find that nice word to say to that person. You are looking at the person, and you are thinking, wow, nice gold. Mm. The husband must be really taken care of. When I get home, my husband will hear him wear today. If he doesn't buy me this gold, ah, this person is wearing jeans. She said she bought it for 500 US dollars. Ah, you bought jeans for, ah, congratulations, it's very nice. That's it. You know, I appreciate the person and move on. But I want to say, really, we can always find something good in somebody or on somebody. Without exaggerating, without telling lies, you know. Sometimes maybe the hair is not nice, you know. It's moving north, south, east, and west. You don't feel like saying, oh, this hair is nice when it's not nice. But maybe the shoes are nice. Oh, nice shoes. Or maybe the person speaks really well. You speak well. You know, or maybe it's the gap, you know, in the teeth that when you see the gap, you just fall in love with they're not the one that will make you be thinking of uh, going to see a dentist, you know, the one that will make you fall in love, you're like, oh, wow, nice gaps, you know, so there are a lot of ways that we can compliment um, one another. I want to encourage us, this night. let our words always edify. As a person does something to be a blessing to you, the truth is, people always look for words of encouragement. There's no need asking or wondering, oh, does this person need to be encouraged, You know, people always, always look for words of encouragement. Praise the Lord. May the Lord um, help us and um, use us to be a blessing to that person, to be a source of encouragement to that person that needs to be encouraged. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember um, um, uh, something that happened a while ago. I, I had this hairstyle. I didn't like it. You know, when I have a particular hairstyle, and i like it and i know you know and then you see people they will compliment and say oh your hair is nice you know so but i had this hairstyle i'd gone here and then nobody said the hair was nice within me i knew that the hair wasn't really nice so but as you know um, first touch amongst ourselves we know the ones that are really into fashion the ones that are into the one that are really casco You know, the ones that, you know, you need a particular, you need clarification in in a particular area. I know who to talk to in first touch. So I went to this lady. I said, ah, my hair. And she said, ah, if only it was like this or it was like that, it would have been better. (laughs) She didn't need to say anything, but she didn't make me feel bad. You know, she said it in a very positive way. But she didn't have to say, oh, this is so horrible, it is so ugly, how could you have made such a thing like this? Or how did you ever, ever even step out of the salon like this? But she just, if only it was like this, like this, and then, that was it. And then, I, I, I knew, and then, I was like, I'm a better person. You know, so, I'm not saying that we shouldn't say the truth when, when we need to say the truth. But there are ways we can say the truth and the person we understand it. With the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, we can actually say the truth and the name of the Lord will be glorified. Of course, I went home, and the following day, I did something to the hair. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, verse 15. So, we're going to, one word. I want one word. Verse 15. Okay, it's already there. It's 30. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we're considering all those words. All those words will help us, we help our vessels. You know, we help our vessels to remain shiny, to to remain indestructible, you know, all the qualities that we read earlier on. We will help our vessels to be useful vessels, and that won't be vessels just for decoration. So it says, study to show yourself approved. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So when you study and you study hard. It's like studying for an exam. When you go, when you, when you have an exam and then you don't study, then you don't expect the Holy Spirit to come, you know, into the exam hall and start writing like, um, like God wrote, you know, there was a hand that this guy saw in Babylon then on the wall uh, take him you know, so it won't happen. So you have to study. When you have an exam, you have to study. And it's the same thing with us as, as children of God. We have to study because when we study, we grow. You know, we expand our knowledge of the word of God. And when, when we need to use those words, it's so easy for us to deep into, into it and, and get out those words. And then verse 16. Let's read verse 16. But, let's, let's say it together. What's the word? Shun, shun profane and vain babblings. I want somebody to help us with that. What, what do you understand by profane and vain babblings? Vain arguments. They are profane. They are vain. Okay, we have a hand in the choir. Thank you. Praise
1: the Lord. I think there are certain things that um, people will just bring up. Like I can, those times that we school, we used to go out for evangelism, and maybe somebody just wants to pull your legs. It doesn't want to listen to what you're saying, and it just brings up an issue like uh, when rapture comes. Um, how is it going to? You know, things that they're not. They, they're not going to help your salvation. They're not going to help your you just need to believe and, and then they bring up such topics and you begin to argue and argue. And in that process, you will end up not making any impact on the person's life yeah. and the, the person will just have wasted your time. So in mm-hmm. such, um, um, times, I think you just have to let the Holy Spirit help you and then you go, I mean, off that kind of argument.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Arguments that really, they don't make sense. And you know, the person who is engaging you in the argument wants to just engage you not because they want to seek better understanding, but because they just want to argue. You know, they just drain you, there's no point. Verse 19. And the word is, verse 19. And the word is, nevertheless, the foundation of God's standard shall have in the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that names the name of the Lord, the parts. Let's say it together. The path from iniquity. So we should depart from iniquity, depart from corruption. Everyone is doing it, and so I really don't have a choice. I have to do it, you know. No, God can help us. The Holy Spirit can help us. You are in business. I know that for businessmen and women in Nigeria, sometimes the terrain is really tough. But if you stand your ground, the Lord will help you because it is only God, you know, that promotes. Praise the Lord. We don't have to join them in corruption. We don't have to join them in facing one way. We don't have to join them in beating the traffic light. When the traffic light says red, then we stop. You know, when, when there's traffic on one side and the other side is free. We have no right being on the other side. No, we don't. We should depart from all those things. Amen. Verse F- no, that, 22. And the word is flee, praise the Lord, flee youthful lost. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Let's leave that uh, scripture on the screen. So it says flee. And then I have a particular graphic. When the Bible says flee, it actually means flee. It doesn't say walk away from. It doesn't say be smart about it. It doesn't say be sharp about it. But it says flee. And what does flee really mean? If you really can fly fly. You know, the Bible would always use the birds and I believe that if there were aeroplanes when the Bible was written, maybe God would have said, fly like an um, Airbus 380. Praise the Lord. So, the the speed, the speed, the the, um, average speed of an Airbus 380 is about 900 kilometers per hour. So, I'm telling you this night, anything that looks, you know, um that looks that looks lustful the bible says what flee which means if you can fly fly don't even try running you know but of course we can't fly um, at um, 900 kilometers an hour but as fast as you can fly away and there's a man that is trying to tempt you into adultery as a woman and you're thinking well i'm a christian in fact i'm a pastor no nobody can tempt me nothing can happen flee or a man, you're thinking, yes, I'm a strong man, you know. It can never happen. The Bible says, flee. You're on your computer, you're using the computer, and then something pops up, you know, asking you to click on it, to go on to porn. What do you do? Flee. Don't even try it. Don't even say, I've never even gone to this website. What is it that people are even crazy about concerning it? Don't even bother. Flee from it. Amen. Um verse 20. Okay, so I said we should, we should remain on that particular verse. There's something else I want to say about it. Okay, it says, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So, here we know that the Bible is saying, the Bible has told us said, right, that we should love everybody. So, it's possible for us to love everybody. But when it comes to righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with only with the children of God. The truth is we cannot have peace with the whole world. We cannot be at peace with the whole world. But the Bible says but we can be at peace amongst ourselves as children of God. And it says we should follow them. Follow other children of God. The truth is when you do life together with other children of God, when you do life together with women in church, men when they do life together, there's bound to be constant encouragement, you know. You are not likely to find yourself in the, in the midst of people who are doers of the works of darkness. Amen. And then the next one. Okay, I already follow. Verse twenty two. Yeah, flee also, but follow righteousness. We talked about that. And then verse twenty three. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender. Strives. So we should avoid all sort of things that would not give glory to God. So that is the man part, all the things God expects us to do, because He's not going to come down and do them for us. But we have the Holy Spirit that can strengthen us, that can help us. The Bible says with, with God we can do all things. Amen. Conclusion. There's a God part. Second Timothy 2 19. And it says, nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord's standard shall have in the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. And let everyone that nameeth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Okay, I forgot to say that. That's my chicken pork story that I gave at the beginning. There's a part two to read. And I'm going to um, share the part two at the very end of this um, teaching. Praise the Lord. So I hope we are looking forward to hearing the part two. <laughs> okay second, so um the lord knows those eyes let everyone who names the name of the lord depart from iniquity he says the foundation of god stands sure and the truth is in first corinthians chapter three verse 11 we realize that that foundation is jesus christ and that foundation stands sure it is unshakable you know you can't shake it you can't move it it is a foundation that is solid it is a foundation that is secured forever and um it says, for other foundation, for other foundation can no man lay than that that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ stands sure, unmovable, you know, unshakable. Um, let's read um, and talk about the seal. Let's go back to Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.19. Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord stands sure having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his. No matter how big the house is, no matter how big the church of the most high God is, he knows those that are his. He knows the verses that are unto honor and the verses that are unto dishonor. And um, any lawyer who is in the house today would know what the essence of a seal is. You know, when we prepare legal documents... We must have our seals on them. And then we always finish, you know, the document just before signature with sign, sealed, and delivered. And you know, once it is signed and with our seal, sealed and then delivered, which means you can take it to court any day, you will get justice. Praise the Lord. And it's gonna work in your favor. So it says the Lord knows those that are his and having this seal, you know. So the seal of the most high God is upon us. We have been sealed. You know, when, when we choose to give our verses unto the Lord for him to use, he knows those are his and the seal stands sure. There's nothing anybody can do about it. Amen. Ephesians 1 13. How have we been sealed? Ephesians 1 13 says, okay, we have been sealed with the precious Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Isn't that exciting? God has given us the Holy Spirit. You know, to be with us on earth till that work, that good work He has ordained for us is done. And then Ephesians two twenty, can we read that? Ephesians two ten, rather, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. He had before ordained that we should walk in them. Praise the Lord! And so, because we have been sealed, and because the foundation on which we stand is unshakable. It is immovable. There is no condemnation. Amen. So that word is condemnation. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. That's Romans 1 verse 8. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Okay. First, I thank my God through. Sorry, Romans 8.1. It's supposed to be Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation in Christ um, Jesus. Amen. Um, Reminds me, when we talk of condemnation, God is such a faithful God. And he really doesn't care about your origin. He really doesn't care about where you come from. He really doesn't care about what you have achieved in life. As long as you um, make your vessel available, he's going to use you. I remember when we were in, um, on our first assignments, when we were in Doha, Qatar, and um, my friend and I, the husband was also on expert assignments, and so expert wives are not allowed to work. So there was one day, so you know, we just walk all over the place, shop, eat, do whatever, come back home, sleep, get ready for husbands to come back from work. And so one day the two of us sat down and we said, <laughs> Is this how we're just going to be following us and following us and following us like we won't do anything with our own lives? So she now came, she said, ah, I discovered that we can do something. That, um they are looking for English teachers. They are looking for people that can teach, um, Arabs English because they discover that they are failing in their schools. And then when they send them abroad to, you know, foreign universities, they are failing. And the main reason why it's not because they are not really sharp or smart, but it's because of the language barrier. So, they need people to, so we said, okay, wow, since University of Cambridge, Cambridge is here, let us go there and get certified. So, we enrolled for this course and we got certified. We passed, we did well. So, it was time for us to start working and start earning our hundred dollars an hour. That's what they were paying for teachers of um, um, teachers who were teaching English as a second language, and so every day I would buy the newspaper, open the newspaper, and I would see oh looking for vacancies, and then I would see oh um, um, an ESL teacher needed, you know only or, or only original British nationals need apply. Every time it was discouraging. We got really, really discouraged. In fact, there was one, they didn't state that. You know, they will state it openly in the newspaper. Discrimination, serious one. So there was one, they didn't state it. I sent in my CV, sent in everything. You know, what they called, they were very happy. I should come in for the interview. I went for the interview. When I got there, I could see the disappointment written all over their faces. You know, but I thank God because eventually I was given an opportunity, and from there, word of mouth recommendation, I was able to. To practice and work in that field. But I just want to say, but in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Man may condemn you, you know, but God will never condemn. Amen. Amen. God will never condemn. The broken vessel. And if if you're here this night, you 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 have a relationship with God and you feel like your, your vessel is broken. You know, you feel down, you feel let down, you feel that there's no way you can move on. The truth is God can mend your vessel. And he will mend it in such a way that people will see you would not even, they will not even realize that you had gone through what you had gone through. Daniel chapter 3 verse 27. The God, our God fix fixes a broken vessel. And the princes, the governors, the captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, servicemen upon whose bodies the fire, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed. Neither were their co- coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Praise the Lord. It's really amazing. This is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I believe their verses were made of gold. They went into the fire, but they were not burnt by the fire. But when they came out of the fire, they could not even smell the fire on them. That is the kind of God will serve. When you give your vessel to him completely, whatever it is that you are going through, you're going to come out of it and come out more beautiful. Amen. You're going to come out of it and come out shining. And nobody will be able to smell the fire in the name of Jesus. Amen. A vessel of gold has the ability to recover fully. A vessel of gold has the ability to recover fully. Amen. There will be no telltale signs. And the name of the Lord will be glorified. Okay, in closing, I have a simple analogy um, that I would like us to um, do together. And here I'm saying, feed your vessel appropriately. What are you feeding your vessel with? It's very important what we are feeding our vessel with. What we are feeding our vessel with, determine whether it will end up being a vessel of gold. Thank you. Whether it will end up being a vessel of gold or a vessel made with clay or a vessel made with wood or a vessel made with silver. Okay, like this is the vessel, Right? And this represents the word of God. Now, if you wake up in the morning, and um, the first thing you choose to do is to feed your vessel with the word of God. And you're filling your vessel with the word of God. Now, this analogy is actually on WhatsApp, it's not my original. I was looking for the video, but I couldn't find it. So I said, okay, let's just uh, do it ourselves. So um, you're feeding your vessel with the word of God. So this represents the word of God. And uh, the word of God is going in. And then this represents every other thing that has to do with that life is all about. And you're putting it in. You see there's still space. Even though you've put in the word of God. But you still have space. You know is it your career? Is it your business? Is it parenting? Is it marriage? Is it your home? Does it have to do with your children? You still have the space and the word of God is still there intact because you started with the word of God. Praise the Lord. But on the other hand, if you choose to um, go the other way around and start feeding your vessel with something that is not the word of God, you are worried and concerned about a lot of other things, right? And then you choose to um, worry about marriage, about your career, about your home, about your business, about um, every other thing, you know. And then you fill up your vessel with all these other things, no matter how nice they are you know, no matter, no matter how juicy the look, you fill up your vessel with all those things. And the vessel is full. Right? Is there going to be space for the word of God? You are not going to have space for the word of God. And it's going to be a big problem. And it's not going to make your vessel an indest- thank you very much, an indestructible one. Praise the Lord. So, I want to encourage us this evening that our vessels should be filled, should be fed with the word of God appropriately. You know, we've said a lot of things and I want us to take cognizance of all the things that we have said and the name of the Lord will be glorified. Amen. And, um, Okay, I I want to encourage the men in the house. Okay, women, let's encourage the men in the house. And I want to encourage the men in the house this night. The Bible says that we should treat the the woman as the weaker vessel. You know, as Christ and then the man should treat the woman as Christ. I'm just digressing. As Christ loves the church and presenting her, you know, without wrinkle or spots on that day. So, every man in the house, women, let's clap for them. We thank God for our men, yes. This is your wife. What are you feeding her with? So that you can present her on that day and say, God, this is your vessel. I've ensured that she made it and she fulfilled her ministry. Amen. And women too in the house, we are going to encourage our men, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember sometimes a while ago, I was meeting with... um, one of my mentors, and we were talking. So he now asked me a question. He said, Oh, where's Pastor Femi from? Ah, that was about two or three years ago. Then I said, Ah, I don't know. You know, I feel really bad that my own pastor, I don't know what state of the country he comes from. So I said, I must find out. So, so I, 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 didn't, I didn't tell him I don't know. I just said, Ah, he's from heaven. he always says you know he's from heaven you know and so i went out of my way then to actually find so when i saw pastor i said "Ah." i "I don't know what state you are from where are you from he said i'm from heaven i said okay you are from heaven praise the lord so that defines him and i want to say let that define us you know let not where we come from you know let not our origin define us but let's let our walk with God The finals, And I'm going to finish with St. Lucian, when asked by his persecutors, of what country are thou? Replied, I am a Christian. What is your occupation? I am a Christian. Of what family? I am a Christian. Because he has possessed his vessel rightly with the help of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now I'm going to give the concluding part of that famous chicken pork story. So, um, sometimes last year, a cousin of ours, who, actually lived with us, he lost the, the mom, my auntie, my dad's younger sister passed. And so he had to start living with us. So he came to our, to our place and it was like, ah, I think sometimes last year, chickenpox was in the air and they were saying, oh, you know, go and vaccinate your children and all those things. So we got talking about it and I said, ah, Thank God, when we were young, we already had chicken pox, so we don't even need to bother about it. I said, hey, did I have it? He said, you did now? All of us in the house had chicken pox then. And you are, you are not going to have it again. I said, did you know that in Indonesia, I had that chicken pox again? So it was just a confirmation that that chicken pox was just to tell me that. You no, know, your vessel, <laughs> this vessel, if you want it to rest in one corner, then the dust will rest on it. Amen. May God not give us chicken pox in Jesus name. Amen. Before we realize that our vessels are not for decoration, but they are meant for the master's use. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're just going to, um, okay. Um, questions and answers before we pray. So if you have, um, questions, um, be merciful, be lenient, Papi is not in the house but I will try if there are questions in the house we can have the questions if there are no questions then we are good to go there's a question <laughs> Praise God Hallelujah
2: um please I can't really remember the scripture But then there's a scripture that says uh, in the house there are vessels made of clay and some are used for honorable purpose and some for dishonorable purpose. So so meaning that the um, vessels of clay also can be used for honor and for dishonor. But then is it saying from the lesson of today is it saying that There are different levels, so we have to move from one level to another, trying to attain being of gold. Because if we remain being of clay, we can be broken, and we can probably get by the way. So does it mean that it is possible we start as vessel of clay and of wood, but you don't stay there? Yes, you might be used for honorable purposes, even as a clay. But does it mean that you don't stop there? You keep going till you can attain being of God.
0: Praise I the can't Lord. really remember Thank that you. scripture. Yeah, we've read the scripture today. Can I have it, please? Um, Second Timothy chapter um, 2. Can we go back to it? Um, Second Timothy 2. I'm trying to figure out which particular verse it is that talks about... Um, but in different houses. I think verse 19. No, verse 18. Second Timothy two eighteen. Who consigning the truth I've heard that the resurrection is past already. Okay, keep going. And nevertheless, the foundation, okay, keep going. But in a great house, it says there, are, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to this honor. Now, can I have the MSG version of this particular scripture? The MSG version. Verse 20. Second Timothy 2.20. So, that will give you a clearer. In a well-furnished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Now, MSG chose to refer to, let's stay there, please. Can you go back? MS MSG chose to refer to crystal goblets and silver platters, you know, um, chose to refer to gold and silver in, in King James as here yeah, as silver goblets and silver platters. But um, here is reference to clay and wood here are waste cans and compost buckets. Do you understand? So, there are different verses. Yes, truly some for honor, some for dishonor. And, um, no, if I have a special guest in the house, I'm not going to give the the guest um, 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 a, wooden, a wooden spoon to eat. I wouldn't. Or a plastic spoon to eat. I wouldn't, you know. I would rather use my spoon made of gold, made of silver. In fact, you go to somebody somebody's house and they give you plastic spoon. It, it just really probably means that um, <laughs> they really don't want to give you the food, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the truth is, vessels of clay and of wood—they are like vessels that are used as. We have vessels in our house that we use as waste cans, that we use as dust bins. You know, they are plastics. But here, God wants us to be vessels unto honor. And those are vessels of gold and of silver. That's my point. Amen. Is that, that exactly? Praise the Lord. And if you are a vessel of silver, you can go on to be a vessel of gold because gold is of a higher level than silver. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Any other questions? Okay, praise the Lord. Let's just give God all the thanks. Let's give him all the praise. Let's give him all the thanks. Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we worship you. And um, if you are here this night, the Bible says that God's foundation stands sure. It is immovable. It is unshakable. Nothing can change it. Nothing can change it. The Lord knows those are his And we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. But if you know that you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you know that you are not yet a vessel in His hand, I would like to give you an opportunity this night to meet with Jesus so that He can start using your vessel for honorable um, purposes. Is there anybody in the house? You are yet to be born again. You are yet to meet with the king of kings, the lord of lords, the one whose we are and whom we serve. Um uh, the 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 one who uses our vessel for his glory. Is anybody in the house that is yet to be born again? Praise the lord. So and lord, we just thank you. Thank you for your word that we have heard this night. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. We ask so lord god, I will trade with your word and profit with it, and your name will be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, I want us to commit to what we have learned this night, and I, I just want to, um, I just want us to personalize our commitments. I want you to personalize it. You know, what are you gonna, gonna commit to doing from today? Amen. May the Lord bless us.